Welcome to the Exodus Health Center podcast. These workshops are recorded live at the Exodus Health Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, where we believe that God needs no help, just no interference. Tonight's workshop is presented by Dr. David Jockers. Now, here's Dr. David. Excited about that company, Beyond Organic, and uh, who who's, knows anything about that that company? Any of you guys? Some of you guys do, right? I, I wrote an email about it, a newsletter um, about it. Phenomenal company, and uh, you know, just doing amazing things. And actually, next week, uh, Wednesday through Saturday, my, my staff and I um, are going to be down in Orlando um, at a Maximize Living Seminar, Beyond Organic, because they've they've teamed up. And I'm going to be actually be sampling. These foods aren't on the, aren't out yet, but I'm actually going to be sampling some of the amazing foods: the green-fed beef, the amasi, which we're going to talk about today. Um, so some great stuff. And actually, later on today, can you turn the volume off on this one? On, on this. And so actually today, um, I'm going to talk a little bit more about amasi. And tomorrow morning, I actually have an email, that, a newsletter that's coming out. Who here gets the newsletters and reads them regularly? Great. So just about everybody. Who doesn't, right? So if, if you're new, maybe, um, obviously make sure that you get your name on the, on the uh, list and make sure that um, you're popping these open. You get cutting edge information. I spent a lot of time researching and doing these things. Some of this is actually bits out of a book I'm writing right now. So, um, so you guys are, are getting that firsthand. And I have got an article called um, Why Beyond Organic, or, or I'm sorry, it's, it's Are You Eating Beyond Organic? Okay, phenomenal article. And uh, you guys will get more information about how you can get involved with Beyond Organic, how you can get the highest quality foods sent right to you. And there's all kinds of different opportunities. Um, in fact, uh, if you want to become a mission marketer, they have something called mission marketing, okay, and tell other people. Who here loves to tell people about health and well-being? I know some of you guys, Joanne, right, some of you guys. So it's like kind of natural for some of you guys, right? So you can actually become a mission marketer with them and get free food. How does that sound? Free steaks, right? Free stuff like that. So they've got, they've got all, I'm, I'm learning kind of the, that aspect of it too, but they've got all, all different types of, uh, of programs available for you so you can actually get access to that. So Jordan Rubin actually bought 8,000 acres in uh, Missouri. He bought some acreage in uh, North Georgia, um, all these different areas in order to raise you know, the healthiest possible cows, right? The healthiest land. Um, and uh, just do, doing a phenomenal thing. Next week, and I'll talk more about this at the end, we're actually playing a movie called The Future of Food, right? Anybody seen that before? Yeah. Talks a lot about genetically modified foods, things like that. Some stuff that I really don't cover a whole lot in my workshops, but uh, he's really saving the world in a lot of ways um, as far as our food supply goes because who here knows anything about genetically modified foods? Some of you guys do, right? So genetically modified, so a lot of these big biotech companies are really uh, trying to dominate our food industry and really dominate seed in general. Basically take seeds and take uh, the ability to produce food away from the, you know, away from the small farmers and away from, from people in general. And uh, it's a really big problem. And so Jordan Rubin, uh, you know, he sold Garden of Life, I don't know if you guys know this, for $85 billion, right? And he invested that money in all this acreage 
right? Now he's obviously got his dream of being able to uh, really provide for the masses. And his goal is that, is that 20 million people are, um, are, doing beyond, are living this beyond organic lifestyle by the year 2020, right? And so he's actually partnered with Maximize Living because he knows we're the, the highest trained doctors that are available that are able to get this information out to the masses. And so um, it's a really a special partnership and I feel really excited about this opportunity. And what that means is that you guys are, are gonna get this first. That's what that means. Who's excited about that? Go ahead and let's hear an applause. All right, good deal. So healthy digestion right here. And so how many of you guys know somebody with digestive problems or yourself? Probably everybody in here, right, at some point. Okay, so, you know, first thing we're going to do, you know, before we really even get started, um, those of you guys that don't know me, uh, just Dr. David Jockers, Exodus Health Center, is really excited that you guys are here. Um, we're going to be able to learn some really cutting-edge information, and we're going to be able to apply this in our lives immediately. Right now, tonight, starting tonight, you're going to be able to apply a lot of these principles, and that's the great thing about it. And so why doesn't everybody stand up real quick? We're just going to get the oxygen flowing. This is going to help us uh, remember things. All right, some of you guys have been coming out to our Max T3 class. You can show people how it's done. We're going to run in place, and we're going to bring our arms up just like this right here. We're going to pump it 20 seconds right here. Ready? As fast as we can. And go. There you go. Good job, guys. There we go. 10 seconds. Keep it up. Five seconds, three, two, one, and stop. All right, give somebody a high five. All right, there you go, woo! There we go, good. Get the, get the oxygen, oxygen flowing, get it into the brain. Nobody's gonna fall asleep on me tonight, I know that's for sure, and if, and if you do, and if you do, I got weapons right here, so there we go. All right, so I'm looking in the back row back there. Scotty, better not see your head go down, okay. So maximize living lifestyle. So why do I do workshops on digestion? Why? Because it fits right into the five essentials. And these are really the keys to being healthy and well, right? And so uh, Rachel, you, I was speaking with you today, right? And we talked about this, right? So a lot of people will try doing things like, for example, a lot of people start, you know, they want to be healthy. So one of the first things, and it's common sense, right? It's a very intelligent approach. They'll start eating better, right, Joyce? I mean, that was your case, right? You started eating better started looking for nutritional things. And that's great. Obviously, you know, we're a mega resource. I'm huge into this, you know, and I'm going to teach you guys the most cutting edge steps. However, right, if we do that alone, right, without minimizing toxins, without maximizing our movement, maximizing our mindset, and maximizing our nerve system, are we going to live to our potential? No, right? Exactly. So we got to start applying all of these things. Some people, right, will exercise. They'll go to the gym. Okay, and then they'll drink beers on the weekends and stuff like, you know, they'll, they'll get drunk on the weekends. I, I used to know a lot of people like this, right? And so um, is that obviously not, I mean, you guys already know, that's falling short of the potential, right? Some people will detox. They'll, they'll think, okay, I'm just going to do a detox, and they think that's going to produce health. Obviously, you guys know the answer. It's not, right? And so we've got to do all five of these essentials for throughout the rest of our lives, right, um, in order to, to reach our God-given potential. Does that make sense? So every single day, we want to maximize our mindset, tell ourselves that we're champions. God created us as more than conquerors, right? That we can, we can overcome any trial, tribulation, anything that the enemy throws at us, that it is there to actually help us grow and expand and live out our potential. So we start our day with that. We make sure that we have a healthy spine and nerve system, right? That we're getting adjusted, doing our spinal exercises, keeping a healthy spine and nerve system, that we're maximizing our nutrition. We're going to go into that in detail today. 
right? Maximizing our movement. Who here does max T3? Anybody? Raise your hand. All right, give them a round of applause. Good job, guys. If you're not exercising regularly, we want to make sure we help you with that. That's why we've got, because who here is busy? Anybody busy in here, right? Right? That's why, guys, I, I'm really busy. I work probably like 60 hours a week, okay? I'm a, I'm a workaholic, okay? But I still can apply all five of these essentials and do them as well, if not better, than everybody else, right? And so um, I make sure that uh, I'm getting my workouts in on a regular basis. And the great thing is when you're doing max T3, it's like, what, 10, 15 minutes, right? Um, anybody can fit that into their schedule. And then finally, minimizing toxins. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. Different food allergies, sensitivities, right? Different major toxins that are in our, our system. So we're going to be going through this. And all of this, if we want to have a healthy digestive tract, can we just change our nutrition? No. Can we just remove the toxins like gluten? Can we just do that? No. Right? What do we have to do? All five essentials for a long enough period of time and that builds enough healthy cells in our digestive system, allows a microflora to flourish, right, and allows our digestive function to optimize. Does that make sense? Everybody with me? All right, thank you. Can I get an amen? amen. There we go. Thank you, guys. All right, so here we go. Sometimes I feel like a, a preacher up here, right? So cellular healing. Okay, so let's look at how our body functions and how it heals. We start with this, right? We want to go right to the cellular level. That, we, that we're literally 75 trillion cells Right? And we make 100 billion new cells every single day. Every day that we, we walk, we breathe, right? our heart is rebuilding. Every seven months, you have a new heart. Every six months, a new liver. Every three to five days, your stomach lining is completely replaced. Our body is ne in this never-ending state of healing and repairing. right? And so we've got to look at the cellular level. And so we know the cause of disease comes down to this, toxicity or deficiency. Either the cell has too much of what it doesn't need, right? Of, of things that, that are hazardous or it's deficient in things that it absolutely needs, right? And so when that happens, that's when dysfunction occurs, okay? So let's look at this now. Toxicity and deficiency. So when our bodies are toxic or deficient, our physiology adapts into a stress response. So there are three major uh, toxins, right? We could call them. Three major categories, I should say. So we have mental, emotional stress, Who's ever had that before? <laughs> Every one of us, right? Exactly. So some stress is okay, right? A little bit of stress. We're designed to adapt to that. But who's ever been in their car and just been freaking out about somebody cutting you off, right? I, know, I probably have, right? And so, come on, we're all under that kind of stress. We, we worry about things that we shouldn't worry about, stuff like that, okay? This isn't a workshop on that, but all of those things dramatically affect our system, right? That's an emo mental, emotional stress in our body. And if we constantly are bombarded by mental, emotional stress, we're, we're never going to reach our potential. That's why we got to maximize our mindset. That's where that comes in, right? We maximize our mindset. We create an abundance of peace. Then that minimizes that mental, emotional stress. Then obviously we got chemical stresses, right? So a chemical stress would be, um, you know, eating a cheeseburger, right? Uh, you know, drinking a, you know, two liter of Coke or something like that, right? Um, it could be breathing, you know, Atlanta air, right? Some stuff that is hard for us to avoid. You know, it could be, uh, you know, drinking out of plastic bottles all the time. We talked about that, right? Um, using Teflon pans, right? All these different things. Those are chemical stresses on our body. And so they continue to put us into this stress response. And then, of course, the last category. So we had mental, emotional, chemical, and then we have physical stress. Physical stress, right? There's good physical stress. That would be like exercise, right? As long as you don't overtrain, because who's ever, who's ever worked out and then been sore for a week, right? That's a sign that 
you know, you may have overtrained, right? Overdid it, okay? So it shouldn't be like that. It should just be enough to where you kind of have like a good soreness, okay? That's kind of that good soreness, or else you may have overtrained. So we got to, you know, cut it back a little bit and work up to that. But, but exercise is a good physical stress in our body. Bad physical stresses would be like uh, car accidents, right? We got whiplash, right? Trauma, falling off a ladder, things like that. That's bad. Also, bad posture, right? If we're walking around like this all day, right? We're causing a chronic stress response in our body that's going to affect our digestive system and every system in our body. Massive physical stress right there. Sitting all day, right? Sedentary posture. Really stressful. Like I was writing. I'm, I'm working on writing this book. So I was doing a lot of writing yesterday. And uh, my body was giving me very healthy cues. It was like every 20 minutes, it was like all of a sudden my mind, I like just couldn't. It broke my, uh, my rhythm. And I was like, oh, I can't write. And so it was like a healthy cue. I had to get up. Right? I would get up. I would do my wobble board. I'd go take a little walk or do traction or something like that. Something that got movement, movement stimulation into my body. And I would come right back. And it was like, man, all the creativity, right, everything I needed to put into you know, these articles, right, obviously comes right back to me. And so this is a strategy I've been using now for years. Um, I used it when I was studying for exams, you know, things like that. It's, it's worked dramatically well for me because I reduced the physical stress in my life. And if I can reduce that, my body's able to function at a higher level of its potential. Does that make sense? So it's the same thing with all of us. So when we are toxic and deficient, the more severe the stress response, the more severe the toxicity or deficiency and the, more, and the longer it goes on, the more severe the stress response. So how does that relate, right, to our digestive system? Well, your, your, your primary hormone that your body secretes when you're under stress is cortisol, right? And who's heard of cortisol before? That's, that's a key hormone, right? However, when it's elevated for a long period of time, it is your aging hormone, your stress hormone, your aging hormone. Here's what it does, right? Increases blood sugar. Let's say, you know, you're running away from somebody with a spear chasing you, right? Immediately, what do you need, right? You need to increase your blood sugar. You need anaerobic metabolism, right? So you need to increase your blood sugar, right? Who cares about burning fat at that point, right? Creates cholesterol, which is natural antidepressant, right? Um, and cholesterol helps produce opioids, like, uh, like things like um, endorphins, right? To help, you know, obviously, you know, when, when who's ever, um, you know, done something traumatic, right? And really not had a whole lot of pain then, but then woke up the next day and had tremendous pain, right? That's because of the endorphins, right? That keeps you alive, right? And so that's key, creates an acidic environment, and that's because we're in anaerobic metabolism, suppresses the digestive system, obviously, you guys to see that. How important is it when you're running for your life to digest lunch? Not very important. Get all the blood, right, into the skeletal muscles where it can do its job, okay? The, when we digest our lunches, after we eat, you know, we should be, you know, relaxing. We shouldn't be working at a high intensity, right? That's why I always recommend exercise on an empty stomach, right? It's a, it's a better strategy. Okay, and then of course damages every organ when it's elevated for a long period of time. So it's necessary in those acute stresses, but when those acute stresses turn into chronic stresses, that becomes a problem. What's an acute stress? Exercise, good physical stress. Cortisol should elevate, right? And uh, we should have these responses, but then afterwards it should dampen right down. That's one of the reasons why high intensity, short time period exercise like Max 2-3 is so important because when we're exercising for an hour, hour and a half, now cortisol is elevated for a longer period of time, causes more problems in our body. Does that make sense? And so let's go into this. Gastric reflux. Who's, who's ever had GERD before, right? So a lot of you guys, okay, one of the most chronic things that we see in our society today. So we're going to talk about this. We're also going to talk about liver 
gallbladder. We're going to talk about other digestive issues. So you guys see this, this right here. And who got the newsletter about acid reflux? So if you did, right, you're kind of a step ahead and you've read that. Now you get to see some of the visuals. So this right here is called the lower esophageal sphincter. That's when we have, when we're eating food, right, particularly protein-based foods, our stomach starts to, starts to secrete, parietal cells start to secrete hydrochloric acid, right, because it needs that in order to effectively break down proteins and to um, disinfect the area, right? Any back, bad bacteria and stuff like that that's coming in with that food helps metabolize it and break it down. For example, you know, survival instinct, right? Because, you know, years ago before we had refrigeration, things like that, when, when a man ate meat, right? When man ate meat, right? Who knows, right? I mean, what, what was on that, right? So our body has this survival instinct where it will secrete all this acid, not only to help the digestive process, but also to, to destroy bacteria, bad bacteria that could be on that. And so here's the problem though, and we'll talk about this. That esophageal sphincter, it's pH sensitive, meaning that the stomach acid has to get low enough, right? The stomach pH has to get low enough, and then it closes. If it's not low enough, it stays open, and that becomes a problem because this region, that esophageal tissue, can't handle that acid coming back up, right? And it starts to burn, gives you that classic heartburn symptom. So look at this right here. Here are the typical medications that people use, Prilosec and Nexium, okay? Extremely dangerous. This is Men's Health right here, June 2008. Heartburn can be uncomfortable, but heart attacks can be fatal, which is why the FDA is investigating a suspected link between cardiac trouble and these acid reflux remedies. So Dr. Philip Rogers, he says, um, not only is heart disease a factor, but the risk of bone fracture has been estimated to be over 40% higher in patients who use these drugs long-term, and the risk clearly increases with duration of therapy. Because are they really getting to the cause when they use these medications? No, right? Because they use antacids, right? So basically, they make it even more, even less acidic, right? Remember, the stomach has to get more acidic. So the problem when people have acid reflux, we are misconceived, we're, we're really misinformed uh, um, to think that it's because we have too much acid there. It's really because we're not acidic enough in our stomach. So we take the antacids, now, we, we're, we're really not acidic, right? We're even less acidic, right? Now, it, it obviously, uh, you know, the esophageal tissue can handle it better, but we're not able to metabolize our food effectively, and bacteria, parasites, things like that that are in the meat or whatever it is we're eating, the proteins, right? They don't get disinfected. So now they're able to work their way in into the system, and that becomes a problem linked to colitis and diarrhea, right? So here's another one, uh, propulsed. Right, a top-selling drug for many years since it was put on the market in 1993. This drug was linked to hundreds of cases of heart arrhythmias and over 100 deaths. Finally pulled in May 2000. Right, so these are all these medications, guys. You guys know that, right? Um, every single medication out there has known side effects, right? And many of them, right? I've got all these medications over here on this board that have been pulled off the market. So what I'm most concerned about is when my pa when when my patients walk in, if they've been taking a drug. Right? I never know. Is that drug going to be the next drug that gets a black box warning on it? Is that the next drug we're going to find out that kills 160,000 people like Vioxx or um, you know, kills you know, 100 deaths like this, like this medication right here? I never know that. So I've got to do everything in my power to help educate them right, and help get their bodies healing so they can get off those medications as quickly as possible. Does that make sense? That's why, guys, those of you that are patients, listen to me. And, and if you have questions about medications, you email me, right? Um, so that way we can really talk about effective strategies for how you can get off of these things. And you want to have that conversation with your medical doctor as well. You want to let them know straight up 
listen, my intention is to come off these medications as quickly as possible and never take them again. And you let them know, I need your help to do that. And so a good medical doctor, right, he shouldn't want you taking these things for the rest of your life. He should be like, that's awesome, right? So good, you're doing a nutrition program. Like you tell him, I'm doing maximized living, I'm doing this, that, and this, right? A, a good medical doctor that wants the best for you, he's going to be excited. He's going to be like, that's awesome, right? He does, that's right, right? And so typically they don't see um, people taking action steps like that. So they have very little hope in uh, human willpower, right? So they, they just are like, okay, this person's just going to continue to live the lifestyle they're living. I might as well just medicate them and, and hopefully we'll keep them alive for as long as possible. It doesn't have to be the case. You have that conversation with them and we'll help you every step along the way so you can get off those medications. The goal is that you're medication free, right? And able to live the highest quality of life possible like Joyce over here, right? Came off all six of yours in three months. Awesome. And, and this, these were one of them, right? Acid reflux, right? Yes. Yep, exactly. So low stomach acid. So uh, bet betaine hydrochloride is also known as hydrochloric acid or stomach acid. Helps digest food by breaking up fats and proteins. Low pH of the stomachs, hydrochloric acid also destroys ingested bacteria, just like we talked about microorganisms. Adequate levels of hydrochloric acid are necessary for adequate absorption of protein, calcium, vitamin B12, and iron. So iron and B12, right? High, you know, high deficiency rates with people with B12 and iron. B12 is critical for reducing inflammation in our body, right? It's a methyl donor, really critical. Obviously, iron for carrying oxygen into our bloodstream. People that are anemic, right? One of the first things I think is, man, they're probably not absorbing it starting in their stomach, right? So let's think. Dr. Matt Ch Ch Chalmers, he says, explains that when, when, that when we're stressed, like we talked about, chemical, physical, or emotional stresses, people stop producing that acid effectively, right? Because it's not that important to shunt energy into our digestive system when we're under chronic stress, right? Our body's in a, a fight or flight. It's in a, uh, a panic, all right, a survival mechanism. It's not focused on digesting. So low stomach acid. For many people, as they get older, the parietal cells, like we said, um, in the stomach, they, they stop producing. They produce less and less hydrochloric acid. Also, this is the case with people who do this, eat heavily cooked foods, right? So that's why I always say at least a very minimum Half your diet should be raw foods, raw living foods, okay? At least half, at least 50%. I really recommend more of like a 70-30, maybe an 80-20, right? So try to get as much raw foods or lightly steamed veggies, things like that. Um, difficult to digest foods, such as, you know, lots and lots of fried foods particularly, right? So fried foods, right, things like that. Red meat, your body can absorb well. It just needs the right cofactors in order to do that. We'll talk about more effective strategies. Chemicalized foods, right, obviously. You know, toxic, chemicalized foods, soda, soft drinks, processed foods, really toxic. Um, obviously, barbecued foods, right there. Um, barbecued causes heterocyclic amines to increase, which are a known carcinogen, polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons. I mean, just you name it. For those of you guys that got the, uh, the, the newsletter on that, talked all about that. So there are effective strategies. If you're going to barbecue, right, you want to make sure you marinate that meat first. And then you do strategies to make sure that you don't smoke it, right? Things like that. So go, you, you can look at my, uh, my newsletter archives on my uh, website, and it'll teach you more about that. Stomach acid. Okay, in the milder acidic environment, the stomach can still efficiently digest food, but it causes less problems with the esophagus and thus less heartburn, right? So that's kind of what we're talking about when we take something like uh, an antacid, right? The lower esophageal sphincter um, is a pH-sensitive valve. When there's food in the stomach with insufficient and, and, and present, the, that valve can periodically flop open, right, causing acid to uh, jump up there. 
So one of the effective strategies that you can take action with is using apple cider vinegar. Who uses that on a regular basis? Give yourself a round of applause. Awesome. Good job. Good job. If you don't use it, guess what you want to go out and get immediately? Apple cider vinegar. That's right. Okay. As we grow older, our body does not produce as much stomach acid. What acid it does produce over, often overly acidic, right? Acetic acid and vinegar lowers stomach acid, increasing its P stomach pH, which is good, right? Since acetic acid is a weaker um, acid than hydrochloric acid, also believe that vinegar may help buffer and maintain stomach acid. So if the acid is too low for, you know, that is a small percentage, right, where they have too much, right, that will actually help as well, okay? It's about 90% of the time they don't have enough stomach acid. About 10% of the time they're just screening um, way too much, uh, way too acidic acid. So it's kind of how it works. So obviously apple cider vinegar, our best brand is what? Bragg's, exactly, that's right. And so with the mother in it, right? Raw, unpasteurized, apple cider vinegar, Bragg's brand, best stuff you can get, okay? So that's what you wanna go out, one action step. You get apple cider vinegar, okay? So heartburn, here's what we do. Number one, we avoid caffeine and fried foods, right? So high caffeine can cause the same kinds of issues, okay? Avoid all processed foods and soft drinks. That's just a no-brainer, right? We stay off that junk because it, it builds cancer, it builds uh, obesity, diabetes, everything you can imagine. Nothing good in that. Avoid tomato-based products. So if you already have heartburn, right, or tendency to have heartburn, tomato-based products, particularly like, um, you know, cooked tomatoes and stuff like that can cause um, some issues with this, all right? Eat an alkaline diet, right? So high in raw vegetables, things like that, fresh squeezed lemons, stuff like that. An alkaline diet, you can refer to my workshop on, on how to alkalize your diet. Um, use pink salts. The reason why is we need to make sure we've got those critical minerals. Pink salts are a great way to get healthy minerals into our system. Avoid overeating, right? Who has trouble with this sometimes? I know I do, right? So we got to make sure we avoid overeating because obviously it's going to have too many contents in there. And so one of the things, obviously, we'll, we'll talk, actually, I'll go into it here. Use probiotics. That's really key, and we'll talk more about that. Lots of clean, well-filtered water, okay? Apple cider vinegar, ginger, and beets. And then, of course, healthy nerve supply. This is a big issue that I see um, in my office. Obviously, we do digitized nerve scans, right, things like that. And I'll see a lot of people come in. They've got nerve pressure on those nerves, particularly T6 runs right out to the stomach. That's right in the middle of the back. A lot of times, especially with women, right, because, um, you know, they wear their bra, obviously, and everything, and they're kind of, you know, top-heavy. And so that area, <laughs> hey, let's just... Come on, you know, and so I'm a doctor. I can talk about this stuff, right? So that area carries a lot of stress, right? Some of you women know what I'm talking about, right? So um, obviously we want to make sure that that area is free, right? That there's not blockage yet. That nerve's able to go out because if there is blockage, how well is, is the stomach going to produce acid, good or bad? Bad, right? And it's going to produce abnormal cells. It's going to get sicker faster. You guys see that? So that's why that's key. And so... Apple cider vinegar, heartburn or diabetes, great for it, right? So you take one tablespoon of vinegar, eight ounces of water. Um, you can also work your way up. You can take two tablespoons as well in some water, okay, about 20 minutes before eating. That will naturally start to lower that stomach acid there. Heartburn relief also, if you're, if you're suffering with heartburn, right, go ahead and, and do the same thing, right? Take that apple cider vinegar and water can help settle that, okay? 2004 study by the American Diabetes Foundation, they found that taking vinegar before meals significantly increased insulin sensitivity, dramatically reduced insulin and glucose spikes. And that's huge because insulin is your fat storage hormone and your pro-inflammatory hormone. So when insulin's elevated, you can't burn fat and you produce inflammation in your body. So here's the great news. What that means 
is that when you do have that vacation meal, which uh, I'm sure all of us have at, at one point or another, right? When we do have that vacation meal, we buffer ourselves, right? We take some of the apple cider vinegar and water before we eat that, and we get less of that insulin spike, less of that blood sugar spike, less inflammation produced in our body. So that's how we buffer that, okay? So who does that? Anybody? Nobody? Marsha just started? Okay, good. Very, very effective strategy. All right, beets. So beets are a great vegetable. Now, if you're doing the advanced plan, right, you'd, you, you need to stay away from beets because they are a higher sugar vegetable. But if you're on the core plan, maximize living core plan, okay, then beets are, are phenomenal. I love beets. And so they're very, very high, uh, beta carotene, iron, calcium, potassium, magnesium, right? And so they actually are very good for your digestive system, help push things through your system, right? So kind of a natural laxative, um, also very, very good for, for producing more stomach acid. So really good stuff there. Heartburn shake, right? So there's different shakes that you can make also to help prevent and reverse heartburn, right? One of them is um, blended fresh grass juices like wheatgrass, barley grass, oat grasses, right? These, these fresh grasses loaded with chlorophyll are great. Red beets, you can juice beets, right? And make like a little Bloody Mary right there, right? Without the alcohol, of course, right? Um, carrot juice, okay, is another good one. Um, you want to put pink salts in all these juices, a little bit of pink salts. Um, it provides usable chloride for the formation of hydrochloric acid, right? So it provides a very effectively uh, absorbed chloride, I should say, as well. So really good. All right, ginger. Okay, who uses ginger regularly? Okay, so a lot of you guys do. I didn't see a lot of hands up, though, okay? So here's the second action step. You go out and you get what? Ginger. So a couple different ways you can do that. You can get ginger root, okay? Who's ever used ginger root before? You can get that. You can shred it, right? Really sharp taste, really sharp and bitter, okay? You can put it in your anti-inflammatory, your de-inflaming lemonade, right? Many of you guys have that recipe, the de-inflaming lemonade. You can put it in there. Actually, it makes it really taste good. You can put it in other shakes. You can make a tea with it, right? So tea is great. If you don't want to get the root, you can get ginger tea, organic ginger tea. You can get it at Kroger's. Those of you guys that were on our last Kroger's shopping tour, I pointed that out. Phenomenal for digestive function, right? So you can get a, a ginger tea. Um, you can also get dried ginger, right? Works good. You can put that on different things. Works good. Okay, increases digestive enzyme activity, um, lowers the rate of gastric secretions, uh, acts directly on the stomach, to reduce nausea and vomiting, right? So anybody have issues with that? Just nausea and stuff like that? Ginger, really good for it, okay? Um, also very powerful anti-inflammatory. So really good for de-inflaming our body. One of the most powerful anti-inflammatories out there along with turmeric um, and along with uh, oregano. Really good ones, okay? Um, and boswellia is another good one. Gallstones, okay? Who's ever had, suffered with gallstones or knows somebody who has? Probably a lot of you guys do, okay? The presence of gallstones lessens the amount of bio available for digestion. I'll have to tell you guys this too. When I was going through uh, schooling, right, part of my schooling I had in order to learn anatomy, I had to dissect, um, you know, a, a human, right? Not alive, of course, right? Um, you know, um, had to dissect a cadaver, okay? And so we went in there, and I think they had like three bodies for us. And one of the things we went into was the gallbladder. And all of these people had gallstones, okay? And the, and the professor was telling me, He's like, he's like, yeah, everybody has them. He's like, they don't know it. He said, everybody has them, okay? They've all got gallstones. So we're all being affected by this. You just might not have symptoms associated with it. So doing, especially, especially if you've ever eaten pork, right, or pig products. Why? Because pig products are the most 
rancid and the most parasite-ridden uh, animal. And so what happens is gallstones is actually a way that our body helps, uh, especially when our stomach acid is low, helps kind of hold on, kind of, kind of uh, cradle the parasites so they don't actually get into our system. Okay, so really, really toxic. If you've eaten pork, most likely pig meat, most likely uh, have gallstones. Okay, that's why, you know, in the Bible it says don't eat that stuff, right? It's, 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 it's uh, contaminated. It's, it's, you know, we're obviously, you know, we're not um, condemned by it. However, it, he said it's unclean meat, right? And that's why, okay? Same thing with shellfish, parasites. Paras I mean, look at a lobster, right? That's like a big roach, isn't it? Big cockroach. Come on. Come on, right? You guys know this stuff, right? Come on. You're not going to eat like the palmetto bugs that run around your house. Why are we eating cockroach? Or why are we eating uh, lobsters? Okay. <laughs> well, maybe some people think <laughs> if you want gallstones, it is, right? Presence of gallstones. Okay, so it lessens the amount of bile available for digestion, causing a chain reaction. The smaller amount of bile impairs the ability of pancreatic enzymes to digest food. So now it causes a chain reaction that affects us all the way down, right? So it causes malabsorption in our body. Okay, the poorly digested food attracts bacteria and impairs the immune system. That leads to malnutrition and food cravings, okay, in the short term, and uh, serious diseases of many kinds in the long term. Really big problem in our society. So liver and gall, gallbladder health. Okay, blood passes through the liver for cleaning before it enters the heart. If gallstones are present, the blood isn't cleansed thoroughly, and this causes toxic buildup in the blood. Eventually, the blood vessels near the liver can kink up so that not enough blood gets to the heart. The result may be heart palpitations or heart attacks, right? So oftentimes heart palpitations, heart problems can also be toxicity, gallbladder, you know, gallstones, things like that, eating too much lobster, you know, you know what I'm saying, okay? There we go. So fat or protein? Fats do not make you fat. I think some of you guys know that. Some of you guys need to hear that again. Fat doesn't make you fat, okay? Um, it's the inability to burn fat effectively that actually makes you fat. Fats are necessary to trigger the gallbladder, completely empty the bile for digestion. Excess proteins, though, when we're eating way too much proteins um, and we're not digesting them effectively because our stomach acid, right? So we got to look at the whole chain, right? Because our stomach acid isn't low enough, right? So we're not digesting them well. So we're not breaking down them down into more absorbable amino acids. So now they're getting into our system, right? And they're larger clumps. Now that can become a big problem, okay? And that causes thickening of the blood vessels in the liver and congest the blood in the lymph system. So it becomes a big problem. Right? Digestive enzymes and bile reach maximum levels in the middle of the day. Right? So they say the largest meal should be eaten then. I have actually been reading a lot of different things. Um, and I actually prefer personally to eat my largest meal at night. Okay? But I use a digestive enzyme before that. Or I use apple cider vinegar, things like that. Okay? And so there's something called the warrior diet I've been following for a while. And I really love it. And I'll talk more about that at a different workshop. Okay? But based on this science right here, this would make sense, right? That is when our enzymes are at their highest level. Okay, unless you're working a strenuous job, then they would be low, all right? Because your body's not really focusing on digestion. But if you're working more of a sedentary job, then they'll be higher, okay? Optimal times for other meals are 8 a.m. for breakfast and dinner before 8 p.m., okay? Um, and so, guys, I work late at night, so I violate this all the time. Like tonight, I'll eat dinner at 9 p.m., right? However, there are strategies to effectively enhance that, right? So one of my goals and my missions is I want to be 100 years old 
fully healthy, strong, no medications, no walker, no cane, no surgeries, doing everything I, I was meant to do, adjusting people and teaching at 100 years old. That's one of my goals. So I've got to do everything I can to optimize my health. So I'm constantly researching. So I use strategies because obviously this aspect I'm not able to follow fully congruently. So I, I have other strategies, okay? But that is a, a principle, okay? So peppermint, this is another really, really good thing to utilize, okay? I won't act, put this down as an action step. It's not that important. However, it's a, it's a great thing to apply, right? And so peppermint, um, Rudolf Weiss, author of Herbal Medicine, he says, um, it, it uh, anesthetized, so uh, you know, basically said blah, 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 the mucous membranes. <laughs> Reduces, not, whoever wants to say that. Anesthetized, thank you guys, thank you guys. We don't, we don't talk about that in chiropractic college, right? We're all about germs. We love them, okay? So, reduces nausea and vomiting. Encourages the liver and gallbladder produce and release bile, okay? Re really important. Disinfects the stomach and, and uh, in cases of improper imbalanced flora, which is really key. We talked about that, right? So, helps reduce gas and indigestion. So, if you're going to have your lobster, put some peppermint on there, right? That can help you out there, okay? All right, aloe, aloe. All right, aloe. So aloe is great. Whoever who uses aloe in here, right? So I got some aloe. I love. Some people react better than others. I react really well with aloe. So I get this aloe right here um, for a couple of reasons. I really like the glass bottle, right? Remember, some of you guys know glass bottle, really good collectors. You want to collect these things, okay? And I love this pure aloe. It's not the aloe gel. It's aloe water, and I drink this stuff. I love it. And we'll talk about how to use that effectively, okay? Um, also, we have the aloe vera lotion that's perfect for after sun, right? Who got sun this weekend, okay? So great lotion to put on along with coconut oils, aloe, right? Really soothing for the skin. So really great mucopolysaccharides, just amazing for your system. So healthy liver, right? Number one, daily detox, right? So we want to give ourselves at least 12 hours, right? Between our last meal and our first meal, ideally, right? In, in the morning, okay? So that gives us a daily detox. And I also recommend your first meal be a liquid meal, right? A shake of some, tor some sort. Actually, very, very effective because that gives us more rest with our digestive system, right? So I actually, we, we did our first, some of you guys might know this, but uh, some of you guys don't. We're actually professionally shooting recipe videos, right? And they'll be coming out in mid-August, both Mar Charmaine and myself. Um, we did the first uh, bunch of videos on Friday night, and I actually showed you guys um, a very, very powerful strategy I've been using over the last month that uh, has boosted my growth hormone production, um, it's dramatically improved, improved my energy in the morning. I was noticing my energy wasn't great. So improved my energy in the morning as well. Um, and so really, really high effective strategy uh, for a shake uh, in the morning. And so we want a thin shake in the morning time, okay? So water down your coconut milk a little bit, thin shake. Give yourself at least 12 hours, ideally between dinner and breakfast. Okay, I don't, I'm not always able to do that, but at least I have that really thin shake, okay? So it's not much stress on my digestive system. We want as much time as possible for that digestive system to really clean, heal, that liver to detox. That's really important. We don't want to eat you know, just a, you know, a large dinner and then have a large breakfast right behind it. That can really stress the system. So lots of water, right? And ideally clean, effective water. If you don't have uh, one of these Avalon systems or a whole house system or something like that, you definitely want to look into this. Some of you guys know about this Avalon system like we have right over here. Um, completely purified reverse osmosis. They add back minerals. They use something called zeolite, which is a really powerful charcoal-like 
has a real powerful charcoal-like function where it pulls out all the toxins and actually adds antioxidants, right? Um, negative ions in there, which is really powerful, um, and antioxidants, and obviously enriches it with antioxidants. Zeolite, really powerful superfood, right in this water system. You can get this like $1.50 a day. You can get one of these things set up in your house. You lease it, it's like $45 a month. $1.50 a day, you got a hot, cold water machine. Best thing I've found, right, for somebody on a, on a budget. Okay, great way to go, all right? Lemons and limes, right? So we wanna make sure we're using these things. Powerful liver tonics, okay, really help uh, boost vitamin C, help our body detox. Herbs, so we got lots of great uh, liver cleansing herbs like dandelion, cilantro, talk about the aloe, milk thistle, peppermint, ginger, turmeric, oregano, our daily detox product over there. Powerful, powerful nutrients, right? It has, it has incredible blend, that cell detox blend for really enhancing liver, liver detox, right? And overall cellular detox. But you can also use these herbs. So like sometimes you could drink teas, right? Especially in the wintertime, we like to drink teas, dandelion teas, milk thistle, right? Different things like that. Minimize alcohol and caffeine. Minimize fried foods, of course, we talked about that. Bad animal fats, high omega-6s. Um, minimize processed foods. Eat raw as much as possible, right? We talked about that. At least 50%, ideally 70-30 or 80-20. Okay, raw veggies. As organic as na and natural as possible as we possibly can get. Okay, and it's going to get a lot easier for us once, um, it, once uh, we have um, beyond organic food, you know, being able to deliver to us. It's going to get a lot easier. The highest quality foods. You know, we'll show more videos on that next week too at our, uh, at our, our uh, movie night. Um, healthy nerve supply, of course, to our liver and our gallbladder, because we can do all these things. But if we have a nerve blocked going right out to our liver, how well are we going to detoxify? Not good, right? So the liver is going to obviously get severely congested and backed up. So this is another huge thing. That's why we apply all five essentials, right? Not just one or two, right? We got to make sure that we got healthy nerve supply getting right out to that liver, just a, you know, common sense. And so intestinal disorders, this is going to go into next, right? Diarrhea, constipation, irritable bowel, inflammatory, Crohn's, celiac, uh, diverticulitis, many others, right? Who's, who's suffered with any of those or knows somebody? Okay, for me, it was, it was irritable bowel, right? I would constantly have diarrhea, constipation, you know, all these different things, cramping, I just felt really crappy, <laughs> you know, um, you know, <laughs> so, come on, some of you guys know what I'm talking about, right? And um, that's because, and there's a lot of reasons why, obviously, it was just a contaminated environment in my system. And so one of the things I realized, and I was, I was, you know, I started making dietary changes, and I'll share with you guys what I found out, but one of the things that was a problem with me was I actually had damage right down here. I had damage in two major areas, my upper cervical region, right, and then right down here on my lower back. And you can see, obviously, these nerves right here go right out to the colon, okay, so I had damage there. I, you know, I was 21, 22, personal trainer, you know, um, you know, real fit, okay, people looked at me for health advice, right, I was, tra you know, I was a personal trainer, I worked at a hospital, cardiopulmonary rehab, you know, I was, I was real busy in, in the exercise field, right, but one thing I never addressed, okay, was the nerve pressure going out to these areas. In fact, nobody ever taught me, right, nobody ever told me about it. So, so thank God, one day uh, a chiropractor, right, um, actually came into my gym, okay, and he basically, I was up there, and he, he talked to me, he said, hey, listen, he said, you know what, he's like, my staff really, you know, needs a gym to work out at, right, and, uh, you know, what I'll do for you is, you know, give you a free evaluation, really get you checked out, things like that, and see, see what we can do to help. So I went in there, okay, he checked me out, found out that I had scoliosis, right, um, a small scoliosis down here, it was blocking off nerve supply going out to my colon, Right, I also had damage up here. I couldn't sleep at night, right? So I had chronic insomnia. I was, wasn't sleeping well. 
So I had damage up here, damage right down there. He told me, he said, listen, he said, he said, you're probably, I didn't even tell him, he said, you're probably dealing with a lot of digestive. I was in real denial at that time. You know, I was like 21, 22, right? I was a personal trainer. I thought, man, I'm really healthy, 6% body fat. You know, I'm real, real fit, right? And so he's like, you probably have digestive problems. He's like, this is why you can't sleep at night. This is why you're tired all the time. I'm like, how did you know that, right? And he's like, because I'm looking at your spine, right? He's like, it's pretty clear. And so once I started getting adjusted, I made some dietary changes. It's like, man, my whole life changed, right? Radically transformed. And I say, I want to do that, right? And so, uh, you know, that's why I ended up becoming a maximized living doctor, really taking this to the next level. Um, and that's why I'm able to really change and radically transform lives. God led me to this. Okay, and so if you've never had your nerve system checked, how important is it to see if those nerves are functioning well, right, going out to those organs? How important is that? That's life and death, isn't that, right? Because if I didn't know about that and I let that nerve pressure sit there, right, where would my life be now? I would, I would probably have crippling, you know, digestive problems, right? That would have, you know, fully incapacitated me, okay? And eventually I would have been looking at, probably colon cancer or something like that, right? Because enough abnormal cells build up in an organ, what happens? It gets sick and diseased, right? Absolutely. If we cut this nerve right here to the heart, what happens to the heart? Shuts down like that. Instead of cutting that nerve, let's just say we pinch that nerve. We block it, right? Now what happens every single day to the heart? Is it healing or dying? Dying every single day. If it's the colon, like in my case, the colon starts building abnormal cells. That's subluxation. Some of you guys know that term. Here's the thing, subluxation is called the silent killer because in my case, I didn't really have back pain. I mean, occasionally my, my back might you know, bother me a little bit. I don't really have back pain, okay? I didn't have neck pain, okay? So it's called the silent killer because oftentimes we do nothing about it or we just ignore it and it doesn't kill us quickly, it kills us how? Slowly over time, absolutely. So you guys can clearly see, right? And I'm not sure if any other doctors showed you this, you can clearly see if there is a nerve block we can take all the milk thistle and daily detox in the world, right? And, uh, you know, we can drink all the lemon water we want, but obviously we're never going to heal the way that we're supposed to and live our potential. Does that make sense? Right? So who here has ever had their nerve system checked, right? A lot of you guys have. Give yourself a round of applause, right? One of the most responsible things you can do because obviously when there's nerve blockage like this and, and what we use in our office is the most sophisticated technology to see what's going on, NASA certified equipment, when there's nerve blockages and we're seeing these blue, red, black bars, is that person healing or dying? dying? They're dying, exactly. But obviously, as we start to see these nerve scans clearing out, now what's happening to their body? Healing, regenerating, right? Functioning better, absolutely. So if you've never had, obviously, a lot of you guys have had that scan done. You guys are, and a lot of you guys are working on your nerve system, obviously getting that correct on a regular basis and optimizing your health. Give yourself a round of applause, okay? One of the most intelligent things you could possibly do is taking care of your health proactively, okay? You guys are in the top 1% of intelligence in our society. Most people, right, because this is what our society teaches, they wait until they're sick and diseased and they have major health problems and then they rush out for health, right, for, for help, and they just hope they're going to find some miracle cure. You guys are being proactive. You're taking the right steps, and I want to really commend you for that. You're doing amazing. Now, how long, now that you guys are doing that, how long do you want to maintain a healthy spine and nerve system? That's right, for the rest of your life. How long am I going to make sure that I get adjusted and do my spinal exercises? How long? The rest of my life, unless I want massive colon disease and cancer to be riddled throughout my body like my grandfather had, 
right? I'm going to be doing that for the rest of my life, so it's only common sense that you guys would do the same, right? And that's why we stay focused. We do our spinal exercises. We get adjusted, right? We stay focused on that regimen, and that keeps us at our peak and functioning at our optimal level. And so if you've never, if you've never had these nerve scans done, right? If you're sitting in here and you're like, oh, my gosh, I've never had that nerve scan done, right? Wouldn't you want to know, right, long before you built disease, wouldn't you want to know that you had a heart problem long before you, you know, you had 99% blockage in your artery and you were, you were, you were uh, suffering with massive chest pains. Wouldn't you want to know that? Yeah, absolutely. So that's why what we do for, for people that come into our office is we actually give you a full evaluation, right? Typically a $400 value in our office in order to get um, your full spine, your spine checked, right? Nerve system analyzed um, and any sort of x-rays that would be necessary for no charge. Okay. And a lot of people ask me, um, why do you do it for no charge, right? There's obviously a lot of value in that. But the reason why we do this as part of our outreach is because I know I can prevent heart disease and cancer. In fact, we have a patient in this office, okay? Um, and so when he came in in 2009, uh, this guy's an architect. Some of you guys read that newsletter. He had massive damage right here, this upper shoulder region. Let me show you guys this. So he had massive damage right in this area on his scan, okay? These are the same areas. Where are those nerves going? To the heart, right? Exactly. So here's this guy. He saw what was going on. He's, he knew in his head he needed to take action, get this corrected, right? He's like, you know, I don't really feel a whole lot of pain back there. He's like, but you know what? I want to get this corrected. So he had good intentions, but he was a really busy architect, okay? Um, and, you know, he was traveling. He was working 60-hour weeks, let life get in the way, right? Never really fully started care in the office, okay? Then uh, I got an email from his wife, uh, I guess it was, you know, couple weeks ago, right, about a month ago, okay, and uh, he had had, he had, he had all of a sudden had massive chest pains, right, went into the doctor, they found out he had seven arteries blocked, right, he had a quadruple bypass, age 40, quadruple bypass, never would have known it, right, seven arteries all blocked, all of them over 90% in his body, right, Satish knows about this, 60 years old, walked into the doctor's office, didn't even have a symptom, four arteries blocked, right? Had a quadruple bypass. This is what's happening in our society. That's why we give this out. Because I, I know that for many of you guys, by me offering this, this is literally going to save your life, right? So how important is it that you take advantage of that opportunity? Extremely important. That's why Charmaine is right over here, okay? And Dr. Shan's right over here. So if you're a guest in here, you've never had that checked, right? Definitely keep your hand up. They'll get over to you, right? As I go through this, and they'll get you set up for that evaluation so you can see exactly what's going on because there's no way we're going to let what happened to Satish and what, what happened uh, to uh, our other patient. I don't want to really give out his name, um, but uh, he's been telling people, but, uh, but I don't want to let what happened to him um, happen to you guys. And so that's what we're going to do for you. And so, and by the way, obviously we want to get this checked, but we're also extremely serious about our health. You walk into this office, we know that God sent you here for a reason. Our job is to do everything in our power to optimize your health. When you set foot in my office, my full responsibility is I see the vision for you. My, my mission and my goal is that when you're 90 years old, right? So you might be sitting there 30 years old, 40, 50, 60. My vision is that when you're 90 years old, you're medication free. You're able to go out, jog, do max T3, do whatever you want to do. That's my vision for you. I'm going to do every step along the way in order to help you get there. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So. When you, when you step foot in here, whether you're an active patient, whether you're coming in for the scan, that's our vision for you. And so let's go into some of these things. Celiac disease. Who knows somebody who's had celiac? Okay, some of you guys really growing disorder. Okay, my uh, sister-in-law had this really bad. Okay, and so 
This is basically celiac is when we have a gluten intolerance for a long enough period of time, I would say. Most people have some level of gluten intolerance and problems with that, okay? But celiac is a, has the, really the most extreme form of gluten intolerance, gluten sensitivity. But 81% of our population, I know this says 60%, but I did a whole course on gluten uh, not too long ago, right? And Kenneth Fine, who's uh, one of the leading gluten researchers, he said that 81% of our population has some sort of gluten insensitivity. So um, I don't know if you do or not, but I just tell everybody, get off the gluten, right? Stay away from the gluten, because obviously it's toxic. We want to we keep that out of our system. So um, here's how we go gluten-free. So you see all these recipes? Here's your muffins, right? You guys love your muffins, right? Um, cake, you know, all kinds of stuff like that. There's recipes. These are pictures from her website. This is my sister-in-law. So once, when she got diagnosed, she's had all these health problems, she took action and uh, formed a uh, recipe blog, right? With all these gluten-free recipes right here. And so here they are, right? Gluten-free, casein-free, right? Recipes, phenomenal stuff. So you can go to that, and I'll send that out in the newsletter that you guys get. Also, unfermented soy products, right? So here were a couple of things that I was doing wrong back then. I was eating um, soy, right? And I was uh, eating whole grains, right? I thought, you know, whole grains, whole grain wheat would be really good for me. You know, oatmeal, right? Toxifying my system with gluten. And so same thing with unfermented soy. So very, very toxic. Um, so we stay off of all this stuff, right? It's junk. We don't want that in our system. If you're a vegetarian, right? Really, I recommend just staying away from soy in general, unless you're a vegetarian. If you're a vegan, right? If ethical, an ethical vegan, right? Not that veganism is a healthy way to go. But if you're an ethical vegan, right, just based on ethics and that's just your personal choice, I respect that. Then you want to use fermented soy, like tempeh, miso tempeh can provide a really good protein um, for you, right? So um, another high-quality product right here, glutamine, okay? Glutamine is the major fuel for the intestines. actually helps rebuild the intestines. And actually, believe it or not, guys, I am, uh, am going to raffle off some little peeps protein. Who wants to win this right here, right? Some protein, okay? So you got to stick around to the end. I know it's a longer workshop, so much to go through, but I appreciate you guys being patient with me. Glutamine is the major fuel of the intestines, and it contributes to metabolic processes. It actually helps rebuild the intestinal tract. So when people have celiac, irritable bowel, right, any of these kind of issues, that's a warning sign that they have a leaky gut, right, that there's holes in their gut. And gluten will actually cause that um, so will infections in our gut and all kinds of other issues. So one of the things we want to do is obviously get healthy nerve supply out there so, that, so it can rebuild effectively. And also, um, uh, also we want to obviously bring in the raw materials that help our body reprogram and rebuild that intestinal tract. Healthy glutamine is a great way to do that. Best vegetable source is red cabbage. Right? We'll talk more about that as we go on. Best source in general, though, is high-quality non-denatured grass-fed whey protein. Another mistake I was doing when I was a personal trainer was um, having processed whey proteins, right? So all the stuff you find in GNC, extraordinarily toxic, right? So it's all made, it's all denatured, so scattered denatured proteins, and it's from grain-fed cows, right? Loaded with hormones, antibiotics, and they, uh, they also, uh, they're, they're also from grain-fed cows, I think I, I said that, Right, and uh, they're just really toxic in general, right? So obviously, um, they all, oh, I'm sorry, they also put in artificial flavorings like um, aspartame and Splenda and stuff like that in there. So I was also toxifying my system with that. If you were using any of those commercialized whey proteins, please get off of those before you kill yourself with it, right? So we wanna make sure 
um, you know, you're using a high quality source like perfect protein, little peeps. Yeah. Why do I have both? Right, just really a different flavor. Okay, so like the the I have a vanilla and a chocolate. The little peeps is really high quality. It's local, ladies local, and this is blueberry flavored. So some people like this blueberry flavor tastes good, right? So real high quality, and uh, so yeah, this is another great brand. So I want to show you guys variety of sources, right? Obviously, I'm a little partial. You know, Maximize Living's made a great product, but uh, the little peeps is, peeps is good, and we got a little sale on it right now. So um, it's actually $5 off, it's $30, right? And tonight, those of you guys that uh, kind of know one of our, um, one of our routines here, uh, we, we really uh, encourage you guys to come out to the workshops. And as a special gift to you guys that come out to the workshops, 10% off all of our products tonight, okay? So tonight only. So who's happy about that? Let's hear a round of applause. Thank you, thank you, okay. All right, so fiber, eat, eat lots of fiber, right? More fiber, soluble fiber. Insoluble is kind of like a broom, right? It's like kicking off, you know, getting all the, the junk off and all the crud off your intestinal system. Soluble fiber is like the mop, right? So it's mopping it up. It's like the sponge grabbing it, okay? I don't, I don't, we don't have time for me to read all these, all these things. Lots of stuff that goes into that. Carminatives, this is probably a new term for a lot of you guys, but these are herbal remedies that have a high content of volatile oils. They're actually used to stimulate the digestive system to work properly, so they're actually digestive stimulants here. Very effective to expel gas, right? So, um, you know, so a lot of you guys uh, definitely need that, okay? And easing gripping pains in the stomach and the intestines, including me, right? They tone the mucus surfaces and increase peristaltic action, right? So they increase, um, you know, transit time is key, right? The longer something is stuck in our intestinal systems, the more toxins are going to be released. So having a healthy transit time, like a 24-hour transit time, is really good. 18 hours is great, right? So anywhere 16 to 24 hours is really ideal transit time. You can absorb all the nutrients you need in that period of time and get that, get that stuff out, right? So this is good using a lot of these carminatives. Very, very effective for you for this. So here are some of our best carminatives, okay? So all of our different herbs, our best herbs, right? Cinnamon, you know, oregano, ginger, right? All these, these great things. Um, dill, you know, fennel is in there. We'll talk about fennel. Right, so using these herbs are great. Drinking teas with these herbs help with your digestive function, help things move. So, really good stuff. Fennel seeds, by the way, and uh, some of you guys are on my shopping tour, you know the answer to this, but uh, they did some research. Really um, new stuff, very cutting edge. Um, new England Journal of Medicine, they published this, and they found out that the cause of bad breath is not actually a tic tac deficiency. Right, that's what they thought. That's not actually the case, <laughs> right? But it's actually typically a bowel problem, right? So really a toxic bowel, uh, poor transit time usually is one of the, the, the top reasons. Also could be a backed up liver, backed up kidneys, right? So our body's not able to detoxify a lot of these wastes, right? It could also obviously be oral hygiene, right? So that could also be an issue too. So one of the things that we do is instead of the Tic Tacs, we use fennel seed, right? And who's had these before? Some of you guys have. So here's what we're gonna do, okay? Start with you over here, Ted. You take a little, take a couple of those. Just kind of put them in your hand and uh, munch on a couple of those and pass them around. Okay, um, so they should go all the way around in the back, Scotty, or I can't see who's in the back corner over here. But um, don't take those home; they're mine. Okay, so make sure they get back. All right. So yeah. That's right. You chew it up and you swallow it. Also, 
Very alkalizing too, very, very alkalizing for your body too. In fact, they'll immediately alkalize your system when you take these. So really, really good. All right, they're good for your digestive system too. Cinnamon, right, several compounds isolated from cinnamon, okay, and they're actually talking about using, isolating some of these compounds and using them as a medication for diabetes, okay? Um, they activate key enzymes that stimulate insulin receptors in your body while inhibiting enzymes that deactivate the receptors. So very, very powerful for helping your body um, be more sensitive to insulin. Very, very key because most people in our society are pre-diabetic or diabetic, especially once you turn 40. Majority, I would say 90% of our society, 40 years old, they're pre-diabetic or diabetic already, right? Pre-diabetic meaning they have some level of insulin resistance. So we definitely wanna make sure we're doing this. All right, probably most of you guys though are probably not if you've been living maximized living for a while, long enough period of time. Aloe and ginger, this is a great combination. Who's ever had aloe and then had digestive problems? Okay, some of you guys have. I have too, right? Uh, at one point before my gut was healthy, right? Um, I would, I drank a bunch of aloe and it was like, man, I just, I, I mean, I almost had a puke, right? I, it just, I was having spasms, right? But combining it with a carminative is very, very good, right? Um, so using like ginger with aloe is very, very effective. So put some ginger in your aloe will actually help soothe that, um, make that process work a lot better for you. Okay, now we're going to go into probiotics, but first I'm going to wake you guys up real quick. Everybody stand up, 20 seconds, okay? As fast as we can. This time what we're going to do is over, overhand. Okay, we're going to squat. Okay, we're going to squat back. You ready? 20 seconds. Squats. Ready and go. Good. There we go. Good squat. Squeeze the glutes. Good. There we go. I should have had Anna put some music on for us right here. She does a great job during Max C3. All right. Five, four, three, two, one, and stop. There we go. Perfect. We had uh, some Christian music on there, some light music, meditative music. All right. Okay. Hey, wait, wait, wait. Stand up again. Give the person next to you a big high five. Tell them great job. Great job. Awesome. There we go. Good. Good. There we go. Hey, encouragement is a powerful tool. We like that. All right. All right. So, Probiotics, we have nearly one quadrillion bacteria in our digestive system. Say wow. wow. That's a lot, right? So um, they're in our airways, our mouth, our skin, our mucous membranes. If you were to look at us under a microscope, you would see that you were like a living, breathing bacterial hotel. There's literally bacteria, microorganisms all around you. And that's why it, I always kind of scoff when people are like worried about bugs and they're sanitizing everything. I'm like, oh my gosh. If they even realized how many, how much bacteria is like on their face and on their eyes, they would freak out, right? They're trying to kill everything. But we are, we are symbiotic, right? We work with them, and that's the key. We don't need to hunt out. Germs aren't the enemy, right? That's great news, right? And so they're not the enemy. They're your friend, okay? We got to work with them, not against them. So over 500 different species, ideal 85% good, 15% bad. That's what should be the case. We always have opportunistic organisms. Every single one of us has E. coli in our system. Do you guys know that? Right? We all have E. coli, right? But why do some people get E. coli infections, right? So we'll talk about that. Okay? Every one of us has helicopter pylori, which uh, is, is one of the factors with um, stomach ulcers, right, in our stomach right now. Um, we all have salmonella in our system. You guys know this, right? We all have some level of yeast and candida in our body. Every one of us does. 
yet some people have chronic infections, other people don't. And that's because they've gone out of balance, right? So there's an imbalance there and that causes problems. Your baby, baby's first meal, this is what happens. So for me, I was a cesarean birth. How many of you guys were cesarean births, right? We missed this first meal. It's the most important meal, right? So the vaginal canal, mom should be healthy, should have lots and lots of healthy microorganisms in that vaginal canal. So the baby's coming through there, it gets all the bacteria in their eyes, goes into their mucous membranes, and that actually helps build their immune system because they're in a very sterile environment in the placenta. You guys know that? And then they, and then they get born into a world that's just massively, you know, with, with microorganisms everywhere, and they've got to they've got to adapt. Okay, this is the this is a problem with cesarean births, right? A lot of times they have poor immunity because they never get that first meal, that good bacteria, right from the start, right? And so that can be a big problem. So, all right, types of bacteria. You've got progenic and pathogenic, right? So your good bacteria, um, they're going to have lactobacillus is actually the predominant species in our small intestine, helps our body absorb major nutrients. Bifidobacterium, the bifidums, right? They colonize our large intestines, so that's why we need a good variety. So if you go out and you get a, a probiotic and it says acidophilus, what are you getting? This one right here, small intestine, but you're not actually addressing a large intestine. Does that make sense? I'm gonna get a variety. Here's all the pathogenic ones that every one of us has in our body right now. Okay, but they're not causing problems. Why? Because they're held in check. And so here are the bacterial wars. This is what's going on and you don't even know it, right? So pathogenic organism colonization results in intestinal distress, such as constipation, diarrhea. Waste that has been in the large intestine for too long becomes toxic and becomes a breeding ground for pathogenic bacteria. The bifidobacteria, remember those colonize our large intestine and colon and other friendly bacteria, they compete with the pathogens for nutrients and attachment sites. When bifido bacteria are abundant, they obtain, bless you, all the nutrients and the attachment sites so that pathogens pass through the intestines and out of the body without doing harm, right? That's why those are so critical down there, okay? Bifidobacterium also protect themselves and hence benefit our body through the production of antimicrobials. That's right, they produce their own antibiotics, and we'll talk more about that, acetic and lactic acids. These create an environment which bacteria, so our colon should actually be acidic, right? Our, our bloodstream, when we talk about alkalizing our, our body, right, there are certain tissues, particularly our bloodstream, skeletal muscle system, that should be um, in, a, in a slightly alkaline environment, okay? But other areas like our stomach and our large intestine, that should be acidic. Small intestine should be alkaline, okay? So these create an environment which bacteria require an alkaline atmosphere, can't proliferate. Um, they also create an anaerobic environment, which means that those bacteria that require oxygen cannot survive. That's key. Some of the antimicrobial substances that are produced by lactobacillus during fermentation are lactic acid, acetic acid, benzoic acid, and hydrogen peroxide. So let's go into this. Okay, you guys are getting the test at the end, so you ready? <laughs> um, don't worry about that. Acidophilus excretes three natural antibiotics, okay? So who's heard of penicillin, right? probably, right? So what are the last letters on it? Illin, okay? So let's look at these. Acidophilin, right? Acidolin, lactosidin. These are your friends right here, okay? So these are your friends. So the guy that discovered penicillin, he got the Nobel Prize, and rightfully so, right? Because sometimes when we have, you know, life-threatening infections, thank God we can take something like that. However, if we're treating our body appropriately, these guys right here do most of the work, right? So 99.9% .9 of infection in your body 
should be handled by these guys. And there's that rare 1.0001%, right, that may need, you know, penicillin, and thank God for it in those cases. Okay, but we want to maximize these. The reason why? The colonies, right, these colonies, okay, they're surrounded by these natural antibiotics. They create a zone of inhibition, right? So when we create massive colonies of healthy bacteria, they actually inhibit bad colonies, right, candida. Um, they inhibit, you know, salmonella from, you know, really affecting our body, okay? Or certain pathogens can exist. Acidophilin and bulgarican have been shown to inhibit the growth of the food poisons, right? So like colostrum, right? So you guys heard of botulism, right? Staph aureus, right? Um, e. coli and some salmonella species. So in, in school, I had to take a class called, uh, uh, it was uh, microbiology or something like that. We learned about all these species, but they never told me what our body actually does. They never taught us this kind of stuff right here, right? Um, but they did teach us about all these species. This, this right here should be in every school. We should learn about the amazing power of the gut, amazing power of our nerve system. We should learn about really how the body heals and how it keeps us in check. This should be common knowledge stuff. And so it's an important to note that unlike penicillin and other pharmaceutical antibiotics, which destroy both pathogenic and friendly bacteria, the natural antibiotics produced by lactic bacteria do not attack friendly microbes. That's why we should maximize those. Does that make sense? Right? So it's kind of like this. It's kind of like, um, you know, rather than uh, just like going out and dropping bombs on China, right? Don't you think like delegation, you know, just um, what, what do they call it? Uh, you know, just talking to them nicely, right? Would work better, right? So rather than uh, going and just, uh, you know, if your kids are in a fight, just going and just start whacking them and, and kicking them around, wouldn't it be better? <laughs> Obviously, right? And, and more legal, right? If you just said, hey, why don't we put you in timeout, right? And so obviously, right, it's kind of the same thing. Rather than just whacking your entire system, destroying your system with, back, with, with antibiotics, wouldn't it be better to maximize the good bacteria that's in your digestive system? Doesn't that make sense, right? So that's what we need to do. So on the virulent strains of bacteria that are becoming increasingly resistant to commercially produced antibiotics, right? You guys know about this, right? MRSA, right? So uh, these, uh, you know, these, these strains of, of staph and and uh, strep aureus and all these different things, right? Staph, staph aureus and streptococcus that are becoming resistant, right? That doesn't apply to these probiotics, okay? That applies to synthetic man-made uh, medications. And so nutrient absorptions. Foods naturally pre-digest by bacteria in a process called fermentation or zymogenesis. You guys are taking notes, right, for the test? Okay, good. And when this happens, many more nutritional building blocks are made available. In our intestines, a healthy population of lactobacillus and friendly bacteria, particularly, uh, whatever that says, synthesis, and a sim I'm not a microbiologist, right? I'm a maximized living doctor, okay? I know the concept, I might not know all the species. Assimilation of vitamins, particularly B vitamins, okay? B vitamins are key, particularly folic acid, pyridoxine, B12, right? All these different things, vitamin B15, B17, right? Tri trimethylglycine, all these different things are really, really critical for reducing inflammation are called methyl donors, right? They reduce inflammation in our body. A lot of people in our society are deficient in methyl donors and they have chronic inflammation in their system. And so one of the reasons is because they have bad bacterial balance. So we gotta bring balance and then the food that we're eating will produce the B vitamins. So as accumulated waste and undigested matter is removed from the walls of the intestines by the action of these bacteria, 
assimilation of nutrients improves as well. In the small intestine, friendly microorganisms facilitate the transfer of nutrients through the intestinal wall into the bloodstream in a healthy way, whereas buildup of pathogenic bacteria in the gut blocks that nutrient transfer because they're, they're selfish. They want it for themselves, right? So they steal our nutrients, right? That's a, a big problem, whereas the good bacteria, the reason why they're good is they digest food that's coming into our system and release vitamins, minerals, trace minerals, vitamins, right? Nutrients in a more absorbable form into our body. It's a perfect relationship. We could not survive without lots and lots of good bacteria in our body. And people that are deficient, people that have been using antibiotics and things like that for a long period of time, they're barely surviving. I mean, talk to a lot of these people. They're barely functioning. They can't get nutri nutrients into their body. They're fatigued, right? They have low energy. They have digestive problems. They have all these different issues. This is why, right? We need the good bacteria. We need to have lots and lots of these things and in good variety. That's why I highly recommend probiotics. And as of right now, um, my favorite brand and really the highest quality brand, I thought I had one around, is the Mercola. Okay, and the reason why is that this is actually, um, it's really the best value. You can get ones that have uh, more bacteria. This is 66 billion organisms in here. And you can get some that have like 100, 150, 300, 500, 500 billion, right? You can get some of these that have that. However, from what I've found, this is really like the best value probiotic. Plus, you don't have to refrigerate. It's one of the few that um, actually has a certain capsule. It doesn't have to be refrigerated. Really high quality. Anytime I travel, we had a, a patient. A lot of you guys are going on vacations. We had a patient. She's going uh, on a cruise. I said, listen, bring your probiotics, right? Take two a day, right? Bring your probiotics because obviously, what are you going to get on a cruise, right? Bad food. And you want to enjoy yourself. So make sure you bring your probiotics. Okay, and these also have a ton of different strains in them. They've got the bifido. They've got, you know, the, the lactobacillus. They've got the, the uh, bifidos. They've got all the different strains for the small and the large intestine. It's really, really key. So that's why I highly recommend this. Okay, and you know what? I was taking these uh, for several years, right? And what happens is with maximized living, as you follow these five essentials, your body just starts really hitting a, a really sweet spot. It's an amazing sweet spot, okay? And now I rarely take probiotics, and I can just really survive on fermented foods, right? And this is uh, really where we want to get, okay? In the beginning stages, though, having a probiotic is a really powerful form to help your body heal over time, right? Then we just remove that, and then we can just go to the foods, and ultimately we want to get independent of these, right? But for a period of time, we have these, and I always bring them when I travel, because when I travel, I can't have the same kind of food that I eat regularly, or if I were to eat out or something like that, I would definitely want you know, healthy probiotics. So one of the products that uh, Beyond Organic has, I'm really excited about this because this is called Amasi. And Amasi is actually eaten by um, the Mungai warriors um, in uh, Africa, right? And this is actually a tribe where these people actually survive, believe it or not. Um, we had one of them speak at uh, one of our ma makeovers. Some of you guys may have met, remembered that. Um, they actually survive most of their diet is um, is blood, raw blood, right, from from uh, goats and cows, raw milk, okay, fermented milk, right, they make this uh, this uh, Amasi drink, right, they drink this all the time, this is their, their staple, right, sometimes they have blood, raw meat, okay, they don't cook their meat, they eat raw meat, and uh, some shrubs, right, and that's it, that's what they eat, okay, that's what they live on. This is their this is their staple. They get approximately about 60 to 70 percent of their calories, right? 
They're nutrients from Amase right there. They drink this stuff all the day, right? And it's this highly fermented bacteria. These people never have cavities. In fact, Weston Price, some of you guys may have heard of him, right? Weston Price, dentist, he studied these people that couldn't find any cavities, no degenerative disease in their body, right? These people are extraordinarily healthy. And so this Amase is loaded with B vitamins. It's a fermented milk, right? And uh, the great thing about, you know, I, I've never been a fan of dairy, and I don't even recommend, you know, people always ask me, how about yogurt and keeper that I get in a store? And I always tell them the same thing. Yeah, but it's from pasteurized milk, right? Denatured proteins, grain-fed cows, right? So I don't, I'm not a fan of that, okay? The great thing about Amasi and the great thing about Beyond Organic in general is that uh, there's, a, there's a high prevalence. In fact, they're calling it the next gluten, and that's this casein intolerance, right? And this casein is a protein that's found in milk, okay? And so what happens is this, is that um, there's two different types. There's an A1 casein, an A2 casein, and I always get this confused, um, but I believe the Amase has more of the A1 casein. I, I can't remember. Kevin, are you here? Which one is it? You forget to? Okay. I think it's the A1. That's why I keep you around, man. I keep you in check, right? So, um, so anyways, so I think it's the A1 casein, right? And the A2 is actually, uh, it can be highly inflammatory in our bodies. And this is actually a, a genetic change over the last 2,000 years. Um, cows always ate grass, but the, um, cows have, you know, industrialized man. I think it's really over like the last 1,000 years or so. Um, has been starting to feed them grains and things like that and found out that they can actually fatten up quicker, okay? And so because of that, most of the cattle has had this genetic mutation in their body where they produce this, um, this, this A2 casein that's more inflammatory. Um, Beyond Organic, Jordan Rubin actually went way out of his way to get cattle that specifically was tested to make sure that they had an A1 casein, a non-inflammatory casein. So it's a really unique product, and we'll be talking more about that, you know, as, as I get more information about it. But Amase is supposedly, per serving of this, has over 100 billion microorganisms. So I was, I was listening to something with Jordan Rubin. He said having, having like, a, like a half a cup of this a day, right, provides a megadose of probiotics, right? This stuff is phenomenal, so I can't wait. Um, it's not on the market now. Um, I'm going to be able to, to try that when, I, when I'm down in Orlando for the for the uh, Maximize Living Seminar next week. So I'll come back. I'll let you guys know how it is. All I've heard is rave reports about it, how amazing it is. They've got different flavors. Kids love it. Um, just phenomenal stuff. So look forward to that. Definitely get on the uh, insider list because they do webinars and all kinds of different things. And so the email that I give you that is going to come out very early tomorrow morning uh, will give you an opportunity to get on the insider list and listen to the webinars and all the different events. And so you can learn more about these products as well. And they'll officially be, be shipping out, I think, in October, right? October 2nd or something like that. So let's go on. Probiotics. There is an intestinal crosstalk with flora and intestinal lining through the mucous, membranes, mucous membrane biofilm. This crosstalk is a product of literal bacterial vibrations. It's amazing. You know, we're really energetic beings, right? So a lot of you guys know that. You know, quantum physics has been talking about this. And in the Bible, it says, and God spoke, right? There was a vibration that was sent out that, that, that started all of creation. Everything resonates through vibrations. And the actual bacteria themselves, right, create vibrations on the inner and the outer side of the intestinal epithelium. And it actually helps trigger different inflammatory pathways or different uh, immune pathways. And so it's a really powerful effect in our body. 
And so it's one of the reasons probiotics, having that healthy bacteria is so critical. So natural fermentation, highly recommend. You know, one of the healthiest habits you can do is actually fermenting your own foods at home, okay? So we talked about like, for example, sauerkraut and stuff like that. You know, that red cabbage, very high in L-glutamine. So making like a sauerkraut uh, can be really, really good. And if you go to this website, wildfermentation.com, excuse me, they've got great recipes for all these different things. Kimchi, green tomatoes, okra, right? Zucchini, sauerkraut, all this stuff. Brings enzymes alive, replenishes probiotic stores. Now it's harder to get as much nowadays as it was you know, many years ago because when people ate raw foods years ago, they just went out to their garden and they picked it, right? And they ate it and it was very rich, especially gardens back then, very rich in natural good bacteria, stuff like that. Now we're spraying all the junk on it, right? Now it's, you know, it's everything's sterilized. So it's hard to get, you know, these good bacterial strains. That's why, well, let me go right here. That's why what I'd recommend is actually, we've got this culture starter. In fact, we actually sell it right up here the highest quality one, a body ecology culture starter. Um, and so that culture starter, we have it right over there. And again, it's on sale today. I'm not sure how much that costs, but it's powerful, right? You can make sauerkraut, all kinds of, uh, all kinds of these veggies, right? Very, very quickly because with these culture starters. So highly, highly recommend that. Getting some of this culture starter, really, really good stuff for helping make ferment your own culture vegetables. And then once you get the culture starter and you get it going, Right? You only need one bat, one of these things because then after that, you can just use it to ferment more, right? Um, you use some of your, pet, your other stuff, right? Your other sauerkraut to then ferment and make more sauerkraut. And that's a great way. That's right, exactly. This gives you the best mega dose of good bacteria right in there. Yep, so very effective. Coconut water keeper, okay? Somebody hit the lights real quick for me. I'm going to show you guys this real quick. This is a drink. This is something that I like live on, okay? I live on this stuff, I love it, okay? And as your intestinal system gets more and more healthy, you'll be able to handle more and more of this stuff. Like, I was listening to this interview with Jordan Rubin today, and they were, uh, they were talking about the Amasi, and uh, the interviewer, he said, so how much of this should you drink? He's like, when I'm on the ranch, he's like, I drink like six bottles of this stuff. So just imagine that, that's like almost, you know, a trillion, he's getting like trillions of bacteria right there, right? So amazing stuff. So it's the same thing with this coconut water keeper. In the beginning, your body can have a detox reaction, right? Who's ever had that, taking a probiotic or coconut water keeper? Yeah, you can have a detox reaction. When I first started drinking this, man, it would give me the runs, right? Until, I'm a doctor, I can talk about this stuff, right? Bowel movements, come on. All right, so, I, I, but I just gradually was drinking more and more. Now I can drink like a bottle or two of this a day. And man, it just says, I just feel so energized. Right, just feel amazing. My B vitamins are th go through the roof. Right, so it's awesome stuff. So this is one I drank earlier today, and it's hard to see this, but it's probably right about here. Okay, about an eighth or so of a bottle. Okay, and some of you guys might be able to see this. And I sent out a newsletter recently, kind of showing the picture of this. You guys see that white, right, kind of right down there? That is actually a matrix of proteins, amino acids lipids, which are fats, uh, sugars, along with beneficial yeasts. So this is something I learned recently, maybe two months ago or so when I was writing that article, that you actually have beneficial yeast. I thought all yeast was really bad for you, but actually there's a lot of species of yeast that are really good for your system. Okay, also good bacteria in there, right? So obviously we've got the good bacteria, good yeast, all that kind of stuff. 
right in there. So I got about an eighth of one. Okay. Then right here, I've got this one's fully fermented. This one's ready to rock and roll right here. Blow your head off with bacteria. Okay. Right here, we've got our coconut water. Okay. And those of you guys that are patients in here also, this is a service we provide. We keep a couple uh, freshly fermented over there in our refrigerator. And as long as you bring in the coconut water, okay, you bring in the coconut water, you bring in your bottle, okay? So, you, so I recommend something like this, right? Just a small one like this. I mean, you could do it in something like this too if you wanted to. Um, but um, I would recommend probably something like this right here. And then what I do is I just kind of pour this in. Now, that coconut water has good sugars, potassium, B vitamins, all kinds of stuff for the bacteria to flourish. The good bacteria, the keeper to flourish. So I pour that in there, right about there, okay? I just put the lid on there, okay? You wanna put it on kinda nice and tight. All right, it doesn't need to be, it'll ferment faster if it's nice and tight, okay? Now uh, I just kinda let it sit out. If I want this to actually speed up the fermentation process, I could put it on something warm, not scolding hot, right, or hot, something warm, okay? So what that means is, if I wanted to, I could put it in the window sill, right, and have the sun come on it, okay? Um, but I wouldn't do it maybe during the middle of the day, right? We don't want to sterilize it, okay? And maybe uh, have something covering it, okay? You could also put, like one time I put it on a Charmaine's dehydrator over here, right, which was kind of like 108 degrees or something like that, and it was just sitting there, and it fermented in like six hours. It was like unbelievably fast. Charmaine, do you have something to say? Yeah. All right. And when you know it's done is when everybody's got to listen cl closely. Oh, yeah. You know that's good stuff right there. That is rich. That is rich. This one will blow your socks off right here. That is amazing right there. And I'll leave this for you guys if you want to try it and um, you're not a germaphobe, right, and you want to try that, <laughs> you can try some of that. You can bring your little water cup up or something like that. I'll leave these two out for you guys to try. This one's got to ferment. Once it's fermented, so you keep it kind of warm, then you put it in the refrigerator afterwards. Keep this out, I guess. Then you would put it in the refrigerator afterwards because it tastes a lot better when it's cool, right? Actually, a lot more refreshing and, and tastes better, especially this time of year. So you got, one of you guys can hit those lights. So real simple and easy. What's that? Oh, it'll last a long time. Yeah, it'll last a long time, right? What, if, it starts turning, if it starts turning like massively green, I probably wouldn't drink it. But uh, somebody can hit the lights. Lights, lights. Okay, so, um, so anyways... All right, so yeah, that's usually a good general rule. All right, so you see this right here? That's the kefir granules right there. All right, so obviously we got the culture starter. No, 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 both off. Yes, we can get back to this. All right, so, okay, so fermentation success. Now back to the vegetables, right? Here is a, a great, you know, just a really, really good step to use with the vegetables. Obviously, you want to chop and grate them, create a great greater surface area. You provide a liquid medium. So I like to put like apple cider vinegar in there, right? It's a great liquid medium for them. So put some apple cider vinegar in there. Lots of salt. Now, not too salty. My mom brought me some 
she came down for Fourth of July, and it was like ridiculously salty, right? The salt will will speed up the fermentation process, which is good because it'll actually have fluids will come out because the osmotic change. However, obviously you want it, you know, that to taste good, right? And so um, that's real key. But more salt. I'm sorry, more salt actually is slower fermentation, less salt, faster fermentation. So salt can also slow it down um, as well. So usually if you're going to use like five pounds of vegetables, three tablespoons, good. Get a mason jars, right? Get mason jars, stuff like that. And you can make a whole bunch at once. And then you can use the starter from these, right, to kind of make more. And this is a great, uh, great process. Secret key, you guys can see, fully submerged in liquid, right? So the more liquid you can get, and that's another key aspect with the salt, is it will actually create more liquid, right? So um, we'll actually enhance that process. So of course, water, and we're gonna kind of finish up strong here. Water, really key for your digestive system, right? Gotta make sure we're, we're pounding the water. Keep that, you know, keep, keep doing it. When I was recovering from my digestive issues, I developed this habit where um, I drink as much water as I can in the morning. It's just a, a phenomenal health habit, right? Drinking as much water in the morning as you can First thing in the morning, it helps speed up your metabolism, helps fat burning, helps your liver detox, and helps get your bowels going, right? And uh, so I would just drink as much water, you know, and just flush as much as I could out, okay? And so the key is, again, don't drink tap water. Tap water very high in chlorine. That's the one thing I'm going to talk about, although all this is toxic. Chlorine, right, destroys the good bacteria in our digestive system, right? One of the reasons why so many people have such bad bacterial systems is that they're drinking a lot of tap water. I know I was back then. I was drinking you know, from a water fountain and stuff like that. So I created a perfect storm. It's almost like uh, common sense why I would have those issues, right? It's like, you know, of course, right? So um, now we, I had to start rebuilding. It took me years, but, you know, I'm there now. So with that being said, um, next week is our movie night, The Future of Food. Um, it's going to be at 7 p.m. Great movie. Uh, it's $5, and that covers, you know, we're going to make some snacks and stuff like that. Maximize Living Movie Night. Who's been to a Maximize Living Movie Night? It's a good time, isn't it? Right? Great movie. We're going to talk more about um, Beyond Organic, possibilities with Beyond Organic. You guys are going to see why Beyond Organic is literally um, really going to save the world in, in a lot of ways. Save us as far as um, seed production, our food in general, because um, some of these biotech companies are, uh, are really destroying our, our food you know, our, our food uh, availability and our ability to really get healthy food because it's all being genetically modified. It's all being laced with pesticides. I mean, it's all, all toxic. So, you know, thank God for Jordan Rubin. You know, God really um, is using him, propelling him in a major way to, to make a huge difference um, as far as uh, keeping, you know, planet Earth healthy in a lot of ways. And so we can be a part of that, you know, because who here believes a small group of people can change the world? Who believes that? Yeah. Absolutely, it's the only thing that ever has, right? And so thank God, you know, we've got this opportunity. It's an amazing mission that we're on to change and transform this world. And so who learned something tonight? Raise your hand. Probably everybody in here. So can I get a round of applause? Thank you. Thank you. All right. The following week, Monday, August 8th, we've got our healthy blood pressure workshop. And so blood pressure issue is one of the most common things I see in our coming into my office, blood pressure, vascular problems. Right, big time problem in our society. Okay, all the drugs are toxic. They never get to the cause. They only cause more problems. And so every one of you guys knows people that are on blood pressure medications, right? We've had massive amounts of people get off of these things, right? And so um, who knows somebody that has blood pressure problems? Probably everybody in here. So 
can I get you? Obviously, we know that small group of people can change the world. So can we please, right, just out of our hearts, plead with those people to come out to this workshop? I do this once a year, right? And um, this is their opportunity to learn how to come off these medications. Because if they don't learn this information, they continue to walk around doing the same things they've always done. Where are they going to end up? On the cruise ship when they're 80 years old or in the nursing home? In a nursing home. And so as out of an act of love and responsibility, right, we've got to do everything we can to bring those people out to this workshop. You guys with me? Say amen. amen. Thank you. All right. Finally, last thing is our beautiful Charmaine right here, okay, has a workshop. By the way, some of you guys know this, um, you know, next Wednesday, so I was saying it's the 3rd, okay, August 3rd through August 6th, um, Dr. Shannon, uh, Anna, and myself will be going down to, to the Maximize Living and Beyond Organic Seminar down in Orlando, okay, so the office will be closed. I may have a doctor to cover, I don't know yet, but probably be closed. Um, and so if, if I do have a doctor that covers, it'll only be for, you know, maybe like a Wednesday afternoon and Saturday morning or something like that. But we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, so we'll be open Monday and Tuesday, regular hours. Okay. So make sure that, you know, you get your schedule appropriated with that. Okay. We'll be down for that seminar and we'll be back ready to rip, uh, come Monday. But Charmaine has got a special seminar. She's not able to go because some of you guys know she's got, she's got to take care of, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that's right there you go exactly that's right so but she does have a workshop very special workshop for you guys it's called taking it to the next level and who knows when Charmaine talks about taking it to the next level you guys know she's gonna let it rip right yeah it's gonna be off the chain no that's why I wrote that in there right exactly From beginning to end, we're under $10, test-free, weed-free, ready to go, in less than 20 minutes. <laughs> there we go. Round of applause. Okay, now don't have your hand tag. I am going to teach you everything about your house, and you're going to see a recipe developed by me, first time, never seen by anybody else except at that workshop. Okay. Oh, that's worth the price of admission right there. And you get a chance to eat that. 30 recipes. My favorite for lemon. Favorite recipe for lemon. Herbs and seeds. How to gather and keep them for the winter. 15 generations. You're not going to get any problems with your life. You're going to learn how to use the recipe. You're going to be a bunch of little cowboys. That's right. No podcasts on that one, guys. That's right. That's it. Exactly. So anyways, we got a special. So for those of you guys, uh, how many can you fit in that workshop? Well, What's your max capacity? Oh. So uh, I'm getting a garden planted, though, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, we, we're going to go inside, too. Oh. Okay. Whatever. All right. So how many people? 
I don't think you can get that many. All right, all right. So she says twenty. I don't know. I don't know if she can fit that, but but anyways, (laughs) it'll be gone. So anyways, um, what we've got is a special tonight. So if you go ahead and uh, you register for Charmaine's seminar, you get the movie night that will come with it. Okay, so that'll be free. So thirty-five dollars for Charmaine's seminar five dollars for the movie night so if you go ahead you register for Charmaine's tonight remember those I mean that's going to definitely fill up quickly um, so definitely if you want to learn this stuff go ahead and register for that tonight you'll get the movie night free and uh, also remember 10% off all products and we're up for our raffle okay so first thing we're going to give away is our little Coco cassava bar right here who's had these this is like a candy bar right here this is candy bar. This is Maximize Living Candy right here. Okay? This is going to Bobby Martin. Bobby, here you go. There we go. Okay. All right. Oh, did I? Sorry if I hit somebody there. Okay. He loves to clock All right. Let's see. Beverlyn. Beverlyn. Here we go, Beverlyn. Ready? There we go. All right. Excellent. Okay, now you guys ready? We're getting serious. Coconut flakes. Okay, medium chain triglycerides, all kinds of good stuff. All right, we have got Rob Crabtree. He wins every single week. (laughs) That keeps him coming out. So there we go. Right here, we've got coconut oil. Who wants to win it? Coconut oil. All right. We have got Joyce Townsend right there. Hey, there you go, girl. Awesome, awesome. There we go. And last but not least, Little Pete's Protein. Who's going to get it? Lucky person. All right, it is. I think this is Rachel. Rachel, is that you? That's you. Okay, I couldn't read your last name there. Here you go. You won it. Excellent. Awesome. Congratulations. All right. Very proud of you guys. Awesome. So remember, products, discount. If you guys want to talk to me or ask Charmaine questions, um, she's ready to help you. The other ladies are up there ready to uh, get products. You have a story from my people in broken store. You have a story. And that's the podcast for this week. Don't forget to check out our new website. Just log on to www.exodushc, as in healthcenter.com. See you next time.